You're listening to the Island Church Podcast. If you'd like more information or to donate to this ministry, visit islandchurch.tv. Good morning, everyone. Today, I want to talk to you about Jesus is Christmas. Jesus is. He is the center. He's the thrust. He is everything concerning this season of of the year. Now, I understand that we've made Christmas shallow, um, that it is it has become so commercialized, and I, and I get that. Um, and I'm not on a soapbox here today to say, you know, we're going to boycott Santa, and we're not going to have a Christmas tree, and, and we're not going to exchange gifts and, and all those things. You, you can work that out with fear and trembling, your salvation with fear and trembling. I, that's not my cause. I have grandkids. And we are going to spoil them good on Christmas. So I, I get all of that. I believe this. I believe if we get this message, then all these things will pale in comparison when we know Jesus is Christmas. Amen? And so I, I felt compelled in prayer. I felt compelled by the Lord. And, and I know this sounds kind of... Interest, an interesting comment, but as long as I'm alive and as long as I'm privileged to pastor this church, I felt like I was impressed that I need to make sure we understand fundamentals. And this is the most fundamental of all concerning salvation and concerning miracles that we understand the virgin birth and the incarnation. And so I've purposed in my heart that I'm just going to preach this and preach this and preach this at Christmas time because if we get this, we don't have to worry about the other things over, overshadowing and overwhelming. Uh, we can enjoy, but we really know Christmas, what it really is. Jesus is Christmas. Amen? So uh, this morning, we're looking at... at uh, Jesus, Jesus is. Jesus was the son of God, not because he was born of a virgin, but he was born of a virgin because he is the son of God. Jesus didn't get his start in Bethlehem. He stepped out of the glory and splendor of heaven and he became a man. I'm sure the angels marveled because they knew the Lord in his majesty and they're thinking, he's come as a babe in the manger. Amazing what God did to provide for our lives. The Bible says, unto us a child is born, which speaks of his humanity, and a son is given, which speaks of his deity. Looking at the virgin birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I'm aware that, that the world laughs at us. Liberal theologians laugh. The world mocks. 
the idea of, the, of a virgin birth. I recognize this, Satan hates it. Satan hates the idea of a virgin birth because it teaches of Christ's humanity and his deity. And then I believe it's important. I, I recognize people are gonna mock us. There's a, there's a large por portion of, of society that thinks that we are so extreme and lost our, our mind. But listen, if we don't continue to stand for righteousness, if we don't continue to speak truth, we'll be overwhelmed. But if we will stand and speak and pray, we are still salt and light in this world. Amen? Don't be silent. And then there are those in the church and and I, I'm not sure altogether why, but they don't place emphasis. Maybe we don't totally understand it. Some doubt it. There's about 40% of Americans that don't believe in the virgin birth. And they don't recognize how vital it is to, uh, to, their Christian, to their Christian faith. Listen to this, you have no hope of salvation apart from the virgin birth. If you take away the virgin birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you've destroyed the whole foundation of Christianity and it will collapse like a house of cards. You see, it's not just an incidental thing that happened. It is fundamental to everything God wants to do. And so I wanna talk about, about how this, this, this mystery was revealed, how it was brought to Mary, and then we're gonna talk about how Jesus is the Redeemer, and then we'll talk about how he is the King. In Luke chapter one, verses 28 through 34, it says, and he came to her and said, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus and he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? Verse number 35. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who has been called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Can we declare that together? For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from, from her. The revelation, the revealing of, of, this, of this mystery, if you will. The virgin birth is one of those things 
in faith that we believe because we believe God and we believe his word. I can't physically define for you what happened. I have the word of God that gives me the account. I don't totally understand how the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, how that all works, but I recognize, I see it all through Scripture. Here's what I, here's what I know is this, is that the virgin birth does not depend on your understanding for its validation. Because there's a lot of things I don't understand and I use and I depend on. I've, I've talked about these things in numerous messages. I don't understand electricity. We have electricians in here, engineers in here. They, they understand how that all works. I don't. I don't tend to change plugs. I let somebody else do it. I, 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 I just try to keep my kids from sticking stuff in there. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure not gonna do it. And so I'm thankful that that electricity, how, you know, how it's generated comes through the lines and comes into a building and is distributed throughout this building evenly so that all these plugs work and it has the right amps and all those things. I'm thankful for electricity. Just because I don't understand it doesn't mean I don't lose it. Use it. We don't sit around in the dark. We flip the light on. So, I don't understand it, but I use it. I, I don't understand aerodynamics. I, I, I recognize that you get that plane going so fast and, and you get the, the, the wings tilted the right direction and, and all of a sudden uh, aerodynamics, the law of aerodynamics supersedes the law of gravity and that plane, massive planes are able to lift off of a runway and I, I thank God for that. I don't like to travel near as much as used to. Liz and I will take maybe another trip or two uh, 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 overseas uh, in, in, in the future. We flew out to California uh, a couple times this last year. I, you know, I, I'm glad I don't have to drive that. I, I've driven it before. Luke and I have taken road trips and and I've stood on the corner of Winslow, Arizona, such a fine sight to see. I've been right there. But I'm sure glad I don't have to drive that. I'm glad I can fly in there. Um, I don't understand internal combustion. I'm, I'm not mechanical in that regard. You know, I, I can change tires and I put a battery in and when I was growing up, cars were a little simpler and I could change the oil and change the plugs, do a lot of things, but it's pretty complicated day. I don't, I don't understand how all that works and I'm not the guy that's gonna take that engine apart and put it back together again. But I'll tell you this, I, I, love, I love driving. I love a vehicle that I can feel and hear. Uh, if you like electric cars, I bless you, good. You do good, but I want to hear that rumble. Come on. You know, I've got an old truck that's getting, getting some work done. I don't read done, and my mechanic, Dale Biggs, he took the engine apart, put it back together, and, and painted that old Ford Blue. It's a 79 Ford, and, and he put headers on it, and he took a picture of that uh, uh, and revving it up with those 
headers on there, and man, it, it sounded so good. I can't wait to get it back. I love driving. Don't understand how it all works, but man, I love, I love cars for our police officers. I like fast cars, fast within the speed limit. I'm glad that I don't have to walk to go visit somebody up at South Baldwin. I'm glad I don't have to walk up there to see them. I, I enjoy riding horses, but I'm glad I don't have to ride a horse up there. Well, I kind of do. It's a pony. It's a Mustang I take up there. But, but, uh, but I love a car. You, you see what I'm saying? There's so many things I don't understand. I talk to Alexa. She talks back. I talk to Siri. She talks. There's autocorrect. Autocorrect doesn't always do what I say what I said, but it says something. And, and, and I don't understand how it all works, but I use all that. Mary asked a question and she asked a good question. And she said, concerning this, how, how am I, I have never been with another man intimately. Never had sexual relations with a man. How, how is this going to, how is this going to happen? Seeing I know not a man. And there are those that would say the virgin birth, it's biologically impossible but I want to tell you that it's not bi biologically impossible if you let the angel answer the question. And the angel answered the question with this, for nothing will be impossible with God. Let's say it, for nothing will be impossible with God. Declare it, for nothing will be impossible with God. You see, God is not bound by the very laws that he himself created in the universe, laws that he made. He is master, he is Lord, he is Lord of the universe. He is the creator of the universe and God can do anything because he is God. Isn't that awesome? Well, it builds my faith. I... I don't struggle with the virgin birth, and especially since I've started preaching this more in recent years. And I preach it, I would allude to it, and I would talk about the virgin birth, and I'd talk about the incarnation. But as, as I've grown, my mind, and I've come to a place, I, I believe God. Listen, if you can believe Genesis 1-1, you'll not have a problem with the virgin birth. Hello? Hello? Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How many believe that? Well, if you believe he created the heavens and the earth, then you can understand the virgin birth because God made the first man without a father, without a mother, out of clay that he formed out of nothing and then breathed into this man the breath of life. If he can make a man out of nothing, my God can do anything. See, our problem is this. Our problem when we struggle with, with these things, our, our problem is that we've made God too small. 
We've tried to bring God down to our level rather than allowing God to lift us up. Faith to begin to see because God sees different than we see. And so if we have problem with the virgin birth, maybe we problem with the creation, maybe our God's too, too small. What the psalmist say? Psalmist says, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Magnify, what does that mean? Make big, make big. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is a big God. Our God can do anything. That's what he says about himself. And so we have this revealing of Jesus, the virgin, the virgin birth. Jesus is revealed. This mystery is revealed. Now, let's, let's jump onto this second thought. Well, let's talk about Jesus being the redeemer. And this is what I want us to get down. Teach your children. Listen, celebrate Christmas. All the things that surround Christmas. It's wonderful family experiences and there's traditions. But in the midst of all that, listen, read the Christmas story and talk about the virgin birth and what was provided for us through Jesus coming as a babe, the virgin birth and the incarnation. And here it is, Luke 2, verses 14 through, through 18. It says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and let us see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us and they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth, good will toward men. We just, we just read, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior. How about that? A savior, which is Christ the Lord. We needed a savior. We needed a redeemer. And that's what Christmas, that's what Jesus is. Jesus is Christmas. Jesus is redeemer. Now stay with me. This is the heart of it. And it gets a little bit wordy, but I want us to grab a hold of this. I want to try my best. Holy Spirit, help me to explain this so that we can grab a hold of it, so that we can repeat it, so that we can tell our children, so that we can, we can be a testimony for Jesus, so we can defend our faith. God gave Adam and Eve dominion in the garden. They sinned and they lost dominion. They forfeited, they turned it over to Satan. And now the entire human race is infected with sin. Our dominion was lost by a man. It can only be returned by a man, another man. And that other man is the Lord Jesus Christ. All of us are represented in two men, either Adam or in Jesus. In Adam, all die, and in Christ, all are made alive. Jesus 
is the last Adam. Came born of a virgin to undo what the first Adam did. So apart from the virgin birth, there is no hope of salvation. You'll hear me allude to that statement several times. Apart from the virgin birth, there is no hope of salvation. How did he come to undo what the first Adam, what the first Adam did? Well, the Bible teaches this. Number one, the wages of sin is death. The Bible teaches this, that the soul that sinneth, it will surely die. And the Bible teaches that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. I memorized that in New King James and King James growing up, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. You understand remission, you understand cancer, and, and, and it goes into remission. It's no longer there. Without the shedding of blood, there's no cure for the sin cancer. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness. Sin must be paid for. It must be atoned for, and it must be atoned for by shed blood. Now, now watch this. God is a spirit, and a spirit has no blood. God is a spirit. We understand the eternal great I am is a spirit. The eternal great I am cannot die. The eternal great I am cannot bleed. But this salvation was lost by a man. That dominion was lost by a man. It must be redeemed by a man. Hebrews chapter nine and verse 22 been quoting it, been talking about it here. Under the law, almost everything is purified with blood and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So blood has to be shed. There must be an undoing of what the first Adam did and it must happen by a perfect man, a sinless man, an innocent man. Now we're all sons and daughters of Adam. And so no son or daughter of Adam qualifies. Why? Why don't we qualify? Because Romans 5:12 says, therefore just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, say this with me, because all have sinned. So a man can't die for a man. We're, we're, we're sons and daughters of Adam and we are born into sin so we cannot atone for sin. There's no one in this room that qualifies to redeem mankind. We know this, Romans 3.23, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We know that there has to be one, a different one, to take our 
to take our place because we are all born into sin. Listen, we sin by birth, by choice, by practice, and by nature. Now, had Jesus been born like we are born, he would have been born in sin as we're in sin. He would not have been able to redeem us. He may have been able to redeem himself, but he couldn't redeem us. And his plan was not just to save himself. His plan was to save all mankind. For God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he would give his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God wanted to save us. So God's answer is a man, it's a sinless man, it's a perfect man, it's the God man, and it's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one who is truly human and fully sinless. Human that he might undo what the first Adam did, that he might shed blood, and that blood must be sinless blood. Amen? Now watch this. Whose blood is in that baby? Whose blood is in that baby? It wasn't Mary's blood. And let me say this. We are, as a church, our stance is, me personally, Liz, we are pro-life. There was a baby that was carried inside of Mary and that baby lived a separate life. When a baby is conceived, that baby lives a separate life. Sometimes people, they call themselves pro-choice. And really, if you carry that through, it's a choice. Am I, am I gonna let this baby live or am I gonna make it die? People say, well, we decided not to have, to have that baby. Oh yeah, you're gonna have a baby. You're gonna have a baby, it'll either be alive or it'll be dead, but you're going to have a baby. There is a baby. Jesus, separate life. See, a mom can have one type of blood and that baby will have another. Bloodline is determined, the bloodline is determined not by the mother, but by the father. So whose blood is inside this baby? It's the blood of God. You say, well, hold it. You just said God is a spirit. He's the great I am and he cannot die and, and a spirit has no blood. That's right. Watch this. Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseer to care for the church of God which he obtained with his own blood. How about that? He obtained with his own blood. The blood that circulated through that little baby in its mother's womb was sinless blood. It was innocent blood. You, that's the reason you take the virgin birth away, you have no hope of heaven. 
He came as he did, born of a virgin, to be what he was, and that is sinless. He what he was, sinless, so he could die a substitutionary death. He died a substitutionary death so he could atone for sin. He did what he did so that I might be born again. Amen. No virgin birth, there's no hope. He was born of a virgin that we might be born again. He came to earth that we might go to heaven. He became the son of man that we might become sons and daughters of God. That is why we have the virgin birth. Amen? What a perfect plan. From the foundations of the world, this was all set in order, there's only one, there's only one who's worthy. There's only one who can make that sacrifice. By one man's sin came into the world, by one man righteousness comes into this, into this world. Jesus Christ, Son of God. If, if he would have been, if it would have been father's deity and mother's deity, he'd have been all God and he, and he wouldn't be approachable. We couldn't get to him. Again, if he'd have been human, all human, then he doesn't qualify to atone for our sins. But it's amazing, he is the God-man. God is his father, Mary is his mother. He stepped out of heaven and was born of a virgin. And that's why the angel declared, good tidings of great joy. Good tidings of great joy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior which is Christ the Lord, who shall be for, does anybody know the next phrase? Who shall be for all people. See, folks, this this is not a white man's gospel. It's not a black man's gospel. It's not a red man's gospel or a yellow man's gospel. It's not a Western gospel or an Eastern gospel. It's not Jews against Gentiles. It's not rich and poor, it's whosoever will. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. He died for all mankind. That is why I think it's so appropriate as pastor to say, we're gonna take Christmas offerings and we're gonna buy Bibles for pastors. And we're going to help them because there are pastors that don't have a book on their shelf. But this fire Bible has all these notes. It's like a concordance. It's like, it's like a multitude of books put into one. It's the word of God. You know, how can there be a guy who has a page or two of the Bible and preaching? And I have, I have probably have a hundred Bibles 
I have all my dad's Bibles and all the Bibles I've purchased and all the Bibles you got on, uh, on, online and, and there's people that don't have one. I think I should buy some guys a Bible. How about you? I think we ought to help take the gospel because didn't Jesus come for all people? We might be saved. That we might be redeemed. Jesus is redeemer. I don't have time to preach it this morning, but Jesus is reigning king. In fact, we'll talk about it next Sunday when the kids sing because they're talking about King Jesus. But I want you to know this. Because of the miracle of the virgin birth, with God, all things are possible. That little baby in a manger, in swaddling clothes, and I, I often imagine his hands and, and his feet, that was almighty God. That was almighty God. He would live a sinless life. He would die on a cross. He would be buried. He would be resurrected from the dead. He would ascend to heaven. He is the, he is the redeemer. He's King Jesus and he will reign forever. Somebody say amen. Gonna reign forever. He's the, one, he, he's the one who created his own manger. He created his own cross. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And without him was not anything made. How about that? He made it all. That's who we serve. So when I think of the virgin birth, I think I am able to be saved. The perfect plan. Jesus came to pay the, the price so that I could be redeemed back into my heavenly father. And because of the virgin birth and because of the resurrection that we celebrate in communion, we can declare for our lives when we face difficulty, when we face the hardships of life, when we face the disease, destruction that comes, we can believe that God will intervene in the affairs of man because of the virgin birth and the resurrection. Nothing is diff too difficult for our God. I believe Christmas is a time for miracles. Not mystical miracles. I believe Christmas is a time for us to believe God. Because the virgin birth, the resurrection, speak to me. He overcame death, hell, and the grave. There's nothing too difficult. There's nothing too difficult. There's nothing too difficult. How many of you need a miracle in your life today? Let me tell you something. Christmas builds our faith because with God, all things are possible. One more time, say it with me. With God, all things are possible. I don't know if this does for you what it, what it does for me, but it helps me to understand the foundation of my salvation and give me a confidence to believe in him, to believe his word, to trust in him and to believe him for every need I have in my life. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to the Island Church Podcast. For more information, visit islandchurch.tv.